Good Tuesday morning. You're now updated with the news. We'll take a look at the forecast here for you in just a couple moments. Time now for another community health update with our friends from the Milford COVID Volunteer Task Force. Milford Mayor Sean Strube and infectious disease specialist Dr. Doug Mannion joining me on this cloudy Tuesday morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Happy New Year, George. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year, George. All right, so here we are. We're into 2021. Sean, we did miss you last week. Uh, <laughs> we, we did. Why are you laughing? I'm being sincere. We missed you on the program. Well, thank you. Okay. Was I funny, Doug? Was that funny? Did I say You're something? You're always funny, George. You're always funny. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Sean, uh, we had a little change in the scenario. began yesterday with uh, area restaurants. We did. the, the when uh, Early December, when the, the uh, Harrisburg reimposed the prohibition on indoor dining in restaurants, or maybe it was late November. Actually, it was mid-November. I'm sorry. Uh, it was only temporary until January 4th. So now restaurants can serve indoors again in a limited way, up to 25% of their capacity. Or if they go to the website at the Department of Health, they can self-certify uh, that they're meeting certain requirements and they can go up to 50% capacity indoors. Um, but also, you know, the restaurants have really revved up their takeout again, and lots of restaurants are doing much more uh, uh, efficient and interesting takeout. Uh, our uh, milfordtogo.com site has been updated as well, which has all sorts of restaurants in the Milford area and what they're offering for takeout and pickup as well. The uh, the restaurants have done just a fabulous job with this over the last uh, 10 months. So, you know, hats off to all the restaurants and all they've had to put up with. Uh, it's certainly been really, really hard on them. And uh, hopefully uh, life gets back to normal to at least some extent this year and the restaurants can uh, get back to business in a normal way. But I think this, this takeout thing, I think the restaurants have learned a new way to even generate the business differently. What do you think? I think that's true. And I think we're doing takeout in, in some more interesting ways. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, at my restaurant, you know, we're going to be introducing like specialty nights, right? Where we'll do a whole weekend that'll just be Mexican takeout. And some of the things that we used to do in, <coughs> in the restaurant on site, we're now gearing towards a, a, a takeout format. And in terms of the restaurants, I mean, you're right. I mean, the restaurants have been struggling so far about one out of six restaurants nationally has closed permanently and there's a concern that it could be that many more uh, or even more uh, closing in the next few months fortunately the new stimulus bill does provide additional ppp money and some relief that i think is going to save uh, some restaurants including some in our area so we're eagerly awaiting the application and the specifics of those regulations now that the congress has passed it and the president has signed it Okay, so, you know, we've, we've mentioned this on the program uh, for forever here. Again, uh, if you can, uh, do some takeout at least once or twice a week with our area restaurants. Help out as you can. Gift cards, buy them ahead of time, disperse them. They can be used later. Anything to help out. All right, Sean, uh, good to have you back. Uh, Doug, uh, it was just you and I last week. We had a lot of medical information uh, dispersed to our community. And uh, one thing we talked about were the vaccinations. Where do we stand with that on this Tuesday morning? Yeah, so the vaccination rollout is, is slower than uh, anybody wants. Um, the goal for the federal government was to have 20 million people at least receive their first dose by the end of the year. They only hit about 4 million. Uh, and so they're learning that there's a whole bunch of issues in the supply chain. So the issue is not with the manufacturing, uh, although eventually there will be. That should be the right limiting step is that we don't have enough vaccine, but there's vaccines sitting on the shelf. So for instance, in the 
in the city of New York, which has been really hard hit, and you'd think that they'd be really good at this, they've only been able to um, administer 15% of the vaccine doses delivered to date to the city. And so the, you know, the mayor of New York, uh, the, the governor of the state of New York are now setting really bold targets in terms of them fixing that problem. But this is just a logistical problem. And it's act I'm actually kind of glad if that's the only problem that we have, that's an easily fixable problem. Uh, the vaccine production is stepping up nicely, which is really good. Um, every dose of vaccine available should be administered immediately, right? Because every day that we waste is, you know, 200,000 Americans are getting infected, two to 3,000 Americans are dying every day. So every day counts here in terms of getting people vaccinated. And it's going to help get the businesses back up and running sooner. Okay, so uh, that's one phase. Any new uh, companies with vaccinations or things are pretty much status quo since last week? Yeah, so we're still waiting to hear what the FDA is going to say about this AstraZeneca vaccine that's been approved in the UK. Uh, it's cheaper, faster, easier to make, easier to deliver. It doesn't require super cold storage. Uh, it only costs you know pennies to make, you know, a few dollars to, to administer. So it's going to be the more scalable vaccine. But there there was some screw ups in terms of the clinical uh, trials for it, where they gave the people the wrong dose initially. Uh, so I think the FDA is trying to figure out how best to kind of label around that. It should be approved relatively soon, but then you're going to have the problem who gets the good vaccines and who gets the less good vaccines. So watch this space. I'll keep you posted. Uh, another thing that came out just in the last couple of days is a suggestion that maybe people could get half of the dose of the Moderna vaccine, which has been approved. And the US FDA last, down, last night came down really hard on that being a really bad idea. There just isn't sufficient science to say that half the dose is as good as the full dose. And so obviously, if you half the dose, you double the number of people that could get the get the vaccine, but it would not give you anywhere near the same level of protection. So the FDA has has squashed that idea. And quite appropriately, the FDA squashed that idea. Okay. When we spoke last week, we discussed a new variant of uh, COVID-19, and that seems to be uh, showing up in more and more locations now. Yeah, so it's now in the mainstream. It's it initially it was last week. It was only found a single case, I think, in Colorado and California. It's now in many other states, including in New York City, and so and because it spreads more easily than the old variant, it will eventually take over as the dominant variant. Uh, it it still is susceptible to the vaccine. It still is susceptible to the drugs. Uh, but it does it spreads more rapidly, which just means the bar has been raised even more for all of us to double down on the things we know that work, hand washing, disinfecting, uh, social distancing, limiting in our congregation, the like. An interesting article I read this morning is that in China, and you know, and China does not have a vaccine. I mean, they've approved a vaccine, but they have not mass vaccinated yet. Uh, they've only, in the, in the year 2020, there were only 100,000 cases in the entire country of China that has four times the population in the United States. We have triple that every day right so the way they've done that is just everybody wears masks everybody social distance out you know china does some draconian things that would never be acceptable here in terms of forcing quarantine and the like but this virus can be contained even before the vaccine is in broad use okay sean anything uh, new with the milford COVID volunteer task force you're still uh, uh, supplying supplies we are uh, providing supplies. We're also really trying to get people, you know, as excited as we are about the vaccine, as effective as it is, and as promising as it is. At the same time, there's this new variant of COVID circulating that is much more uh, transmissible. 
so this is not the time to you know, let down our guard. Uh, that even though we know the vaccine's out there and, and it's starting to be uh, used more slowly than we'd like, but it's out there, that doesn't mean you can be lax about social distancing or wearing masks. If anything, we need to be more attentive to that because of the variant that transmits so much more readily. Um, the one other thing I wanted to mention is uh, that, that Doug mentioned right before the call that I think is important is the state of Pennsylvania has keeps track of how, how many people are getting vaccinated and the facilities, the care facilities in each county that are on the list for the vaccinations. Um, Doug, do they list them by facility? How many have gotten vaccinated each place? Uh, no, they only list which they only list which facilities are on the the list to get okay. it done by either CVS or by Walgreens. Okay. But uh, so to that's, my knowledge, that's the only way for so hospitals are getting direct shipment, but nursing homes are not. So I think nursing homes are dependent on the distribution system that is using CVS or Walgreens. Okay, so that's something anyone can go to the website, the State Department of Health, and find that and see if the care facility they're concerned about is on that list or not. Okay. And further, if your loved one is in a care facility that isn't on the list, you know, start phoning your Department of Health, phone the state, uh, you know, raise a ruckus. I mean, every senior citizen in, in, in long-term care facilities should have access to the vaccine, like, literally this week. There's no excuse for it. My dad's uh, uh, at the care facility where he has a place. They've now vaccinated everybody over 90, uh, and they're starting this week to vaccinate those over 80. Uh, he is 89 on, on the cusp of turning 90, but he had to wait for the group in the 80s. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's tough, isn't it? Wow. So next I'm sure week... He I'm sure he'd love to hear that he was too young to get anything. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> exactly. Yes, he was too young. <laughs> so, so next week at this time, I uh, I guess we're going to have some drastically different things to talk about since uh, the vaccinations will be ramping up and everything else that's happening. So uh, it should be a... Pretty fresh discussion a week from today. Looking forward so. to it. All right, guys. Again, happy new year, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you real soon and be safe. Right, you too. Thank Andrew. you, George. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.